Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends. Are you ready to jump back into 1 Corinthians? Because I know I am. And I know for a while, Paul here has been talking about this idea of like, all things are lawful, but not everything is helpful. We've been talking about this idea of some things, you know, being harmful for some people and not for others. And actually, Paul's going to kind of start talking about the flip side of that coin. When things that God commands for us to do, things that he knows are good for us can actually be skewed and turned harmful by hardened hearts. Because remember, the action, it's all about the heart underneath. And we think about the Pharisees, right? Jesus called out the Pharisees all the time because their external actions, they seemed good, they seemed great, but their hearts were distant. And we're going to see Paul calling out some of the believers at Corinth for their actions regarding the Lord's Supper communion. In that they were following what God commanded them to do, in that they were practicing the Lord's Supper, but their heart was not in the right place. And Paul's going to call them out for that. So let's go ahead and dive into this topic. We are in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 17, and I'm reading from the ESV. But in the following instructions, I do not command you, because when you come together, it is not for the better, but for the worse. Oh, he is throwing some harsh words. He's like, y'all are not bettering each other. Y'all are hurting each other. And this is something that, you know, believers, we never want to be doing this. We want the church to be a place of building one another up, of building up the body, of building each other up in love and in respect. And Paul's saying that's that's just not happening. He goes on, For in the first place, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you. Which part of this, he's already talked about, right? Some of these divisions of basically judging each other, of lifting themselves up instead of lifting God up. He goes on, and I believe it in part, for there must be factions among you in order that those who are genuine among you may be recognized. When you come together, it is not the Lord's supper that you eat. More harsh words. I mean, could you imagine your teacher, the person who came and and planted seeds in you, saying these hard of things about you? When you meet with other people, it's actually worse. You're not making each other better. It's a worse situation. And what you're calling communion, because of your hearts, your actions, isn't actually communion. It's harsh words, y'all. But it is truth. And this is such a good example of what Paul talks about, about speaking the truth in love. Because yes, these are harsh words. And yes, they are probably going to hurt to hear. But the intention is love and loving them to not let them continue in this negative, harmful action, right? Because allowing them to do that is just enabling them and not actually loving them. 
because it's allowing them to continue on in this harmful, hurtful pattern and cycle. And so instead, what is initially hard, this difficult conversation, this conflict, it is initially hard and painful, is for the long-term good and growth. While if you were to avoid that initial difficulty, it would actually be bad for their long-term good and growth. And how often do we avoid that initial hard thing? (laughs) Because it's hard. And so instead we avoid it. And that leads to a long-term hard thing. So often this is seen with, with conflict, right? So often we see it even in honestly doing the difficult action right now. I know I've been struggling so much with avoiding things that it can be hard to do the thing right now, but we know it's going to be good in the long term. Growing is hard here and now, but it is good in the long term. And I love that that is what Paul is modeling for us here. He's not going to allow his brothers and sisters to sit in their own junk because in the end, that's just going to hurt them more. And so he is willing because he values them so much to have the hard conversation right now in the hopes of helping them grow in the future. I love that he models that. When you come together, it is not the Lord's supper that you eat. For in eating, each one goes ahead with his own meal. One goes hungry, another gets drunk. What? Do you not have houses to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I commend you in this? No, I will not. And that's where we're going to leave off today. This harsh call out where basically each one, they're not coming together as a body of Christ. Being united and caring about each member, each part, each person and their own unique needs. But they're only caring about themselves. And so that means that some people are going and they're prioritizing themselves so much that they are over taking in, right? They are getting drunk. They are in a sense being gluttonous, right? They are taking in too much to the point that other people are leaving hungry. They are lifting themselves up to the detriment of others in the body. And that is being harmful and hurtful. And had Paul taken the easy way, he would have just let it happen. Because this conversation is uncomfortable. It is. He's, he's telling him, you know, you're making each other worse. You're not actually having the Lord's Supper because you're not acting as a body. Calling that out is hard, but in the long term, it leads to growth. It is temporary discomfort for long-term benefit when so often our tendency is to do the reverse. So as we are diving into this difficult topic where we see that, yes, they were following God's command, right, of of having the Lord's Supper, the bread and the wine, but their heart was not doing it for the right reasons. They were doing it out of selfishness, out of pride, out of arrogance, rather than out of love and out of joy in the Lord. So as we look at this, I would invite you to take a look at your life. Are there any areas where you are avoiding 
a temporary discomfort because it's hard. But that temporary discomfort, if taken now, would lead to long-term growth or long-term gain. What temporary discomfort are you avoiding right now? Dwell on that tough topic because I know it's speaking to my heart. And I'll see you tomorrow morning. And by the way, if you want a guide who understands what it's like to avoid that temporary discomfort, who understands what it's like to not want to do it, to struggle doing it, but who has also been working with the Lord, working with coaches to cultivate tools to do just that, someone who gets it, who's been there, and you want a guide to work with you and cheer you on, then reach out to me. I have a 90-day program just for this to help you flourish and live out your God-given purpose as fully as you can. So if you're interested in my 90-day Faithfully Flourishing program, you can head over to my website, hesedheart.com. That's H-E-S-E-D heart.com forward slash flourish, and you'll find all the information there.